Hello, friends. Welcome to Bedtime Stories with Nini. Now, usually, I read a story that was written a long time ago. But later this month, we're going to hear a brand new story, so look forward to that in the future. For today, I'm reading a story, a very old story, by a man named Hans Christian Andersen, called The Emperor's New Clothes. I rewrote the story about a king, because we know a little more about kings than emperors. Tell me, do you know what taxes are? People pay taxes or money so that a country can have an army or police and fire department. Sometimes people pay a lot of money for taxes, and sometimes they pay a little less. Now, do you know what it means when someone is vain? If a person is vain, they think about what they look like all the time, and they feel as if how they look is more important than anything else. But it's not, is it? There are a lot more important things than how you look in the mirror, right? Right. Well, now let's listen to our story. The King's New Clothes A long time ago, in days when kings ruled and told everyone else what to do, days when even the noble people were afraid of the king's anger, there ruled in one land a king who was very rich and very handsome, but also selfish and vain about his looks and his clothing. Although some of his people were starving with barely enough to eat, the king was always asking for more taxes to be paid so that he could buy expensive clothes in the latest fashion and made from the rarest materials. One year, the people of the land even had to cancel Christmas because the king needed extra money to buy garments made of silk from the rarest silkworms of Asia. Even some of the king's noble helpers and their families tried to help the people with their own money and did not agree with all the king's taxes. But they also were too afraid of the king's anger to tell him the truth. Into this town one autumn came two poor young men who were hard-working and smart. They listened to all that was said by the people about the king's vanity and how he would parade down the streets with his soldiers and horses to show off his newest clothing to all his people. The two young men heard about how the people of the land were taxed heavily to pay for his expensive clothes. They listened carefully, and since they had no way to earn money or eat that winter, they made a plan to meet the king and use his vanity to their advantage. The next day, they talked to the chief guard of the gates to the palace. We have come from the farthest lands with the secret of weaving a magical cloth. We desire to meet with the king and only the king. We wish to make him the most unique suit of clothing that he has ever worn. Of course, they were ushered into the king's presence at once. There, in the presence of the king and only two of his most trusted officials, they described the shimmering cloth that was woven on the looms and its magical qualities. You see, your majesty, 
This magical cloth that we have learned to weave, it glimmers and glows, changes colors in the light, much like a soap bubble, said the first weaver. Yes, your majesty, continued his friend, but besides being incredibly beautiful and rare, I, it also can help you determine how honest and hardworking your nobles and servants are. The first weaver spoke up again, lowering his voice. It seems as if anyone who is dishonest or lazy cannot see the beauty of this fabric that we weave from our rarest materials in this special way. The king was entranced and quickly agreed to the incredibly large price that the weavers requested. He then turned to his two trusted officials, swearing them to secrecy. <clears throat> no one, no one else must know about the magic of the cloth, the king warned them. If anyone cannot see my new clothes woven from this magic fabric, I will know that they are not honest, and I will know they are lazy and bad at their jobs. The two officials nodded soberly and quietly left the room behind the king. The two weavers looked at each other and smiled. They knew that no one would be able to keep such a secret, and they were right. By sundown, everyone in the palace knew about the secret of the magic cloth, and by sundown the following day, the news was already spreading throughout the town. Day after day through the autumn months, the weavers worked in the room of the palace that the king had given them. They ate all their meals at the palace and slept in soft beds with luxurious sheets and blankets. All through the days of winter, the king and many of the noblemen went to visit the weavers, watching them work on the looms that the king had given them. The weavers were always hard at work, moving their hands on the looms, carrying the rare and invisible fabric over to their tables for sewing and smiling at their visitors. The visitors would say to themselves, Why can't I see the threads on the loom? Why can't I see the fabric they are weaving? And the nobles would think, Am I dishonest? Am I bad at my job because I have been too afraid to tell the king the truth about his high taxes? The king himself was quite shocked not to see the fabric on the looms, for he always said exactly what he meant. He was very honest, and no one ever argued with him about his decisions as king. But now he started thinking, <clears throat> Could I be bad at my job as king? and he couldn't imagine who he could ask about this. All of his nobles and his most trusted advisers raved about the dazzling display of changing iridescent color that glimmered on the loom and on the tailor's cutting table. How could he ask them about how he was doing as king without raising the question of whether the king himself could see the fabric? Hmm, <clears throat> maybe I'll wait until I try on my new clothes, he thought. 
Then I'll see who can't see it. I will test the truthfulness of my honest advisers and ask what I might be doing wrong as king. But the king was extremely nervous about what he might hear. Finally, as winter was ending and spring flowers began to appear, the weavers advised the king that his amazing new set of clothes was ready to view, ready to try on, and ready to parade in front of all of his loyal subjects. The weavers carried his new clothes to the king, who was standing in his underwear, and as they helped him to dress, they exclaimed about the beauty of the clothes and how well they suited the king. One of the weavers said, It fits you so well. These clothes must be so comfortable that it must feel as if you are wearing nothing at all. As the nobles and royal advisers escorted the king to the horses and the carriage, ready to parade through the town, they all bowed and murmured things like, Magnificent, Your Majesty, and Quite wondrous, Your Majesty. As the king was parading into the town, all the people who lived and worked there were lining the streets. They had all heard about the magic clothing, about its beauty, and what it meant if you couldn't see it. They craned their necks to see around the crowds of people and couldn't wait to see the magnificent clothing, even though it meant more taxes for them this coming year. There was one boy in the town who was so busy playing with his dog that he had never heard about the magic of the new cloth. His name was Calum, and everyone who knew him liked Calum, for he was cheerful, helpful whenever he was able, and always told the truth. Ever since Calum was old enough to walk around by himself, he had always enjoyed watching the king's parades and listening to the people marvel at his clothing and complain quietly about how much they would be paying for taxes because of them. Today, Calum led his faithful dog to a corner of the town square where the king would parade by. Standing in his open coach behind all his nobles and advisers and horses, Calum thought he heard someone say, I wonder if there are any who will not see his clothes. Calum thought, What an odd thing to wonder about. Surely no one would miss this. The whole town is here. Suddenly, all the people in the square saw the first of the nobles riding their horses into the square. They always wore their very finest for the king's parade, and even the nobles were a sight to behold. As their horses pranced across the square, the king's carriage proceeded into view with his beautiful black horses pulling it. As the king came into view, the crowd began to gasp. <gasps> Calum could not see the king yet, but he thought, my goodness, his clothing must be amazing. Other people in the crowd were embarrassed that they couldn't see the clothes. Surely I'm not dishonest. Perhaps I don't always work as hard as I should, but I don't want anyone else to see that 
I cannot see the magical clothing. Wave after wave of townspeople bowed down low, murmuring, Beautiful, Your Majesty. And as all the townspeople bowed down around Calum, he got a good look at the king standing in his carriage. His eyes got wide. The king has no clothes on, Calum cried out. Be quiet, boy, someone said near him. But they began to look at each other. Everyone looked embarrassed. Some of them started to smile. A few laughed. Then slowly the laughter started to travel through the crowd. As the laughter increased, the faces of all the nobles and royal advisors got very red. They were too embarrassed to look at the king. The king looked at all the royal advisors and nobles around him. Their faces were blushing red, and no one would look at him. Oh, my goodness, thought the king. No one can see the clothes. Red-faced, the king ordered the carriage back to the palace. There, his servants helped him put on his clothes, and he stormed into the weaver's rooms at the palace. But they were gone, along with all the money they had been paid. All that was left in the room were the looms, the looms on which they had pretended to weave the invisible cloth. The king now saw that the looms were empty. Back in the town square, the citizens soon began to understand what happened. Word spread about how the newcomers had tricked the king. It spread even faster as the two weavers began to spread their money from the king all over the town. They were generous, and they helped the town stay healthy and strong all that summer. Meanwhile, in the palace, the king slowly got over his embarrassment. And he examined himself. News reached him of how well his subjects in town were doing, how happy and well-fed they were because of the generosity of the weavers who tricked him. One by one, the king called in his advisors and talked with them about lowering his taxes, and he never mentioned new clothes again. Very interesting. Isn't it wonderful when important people learn a lesson that makes them a better person? I love that the king started learning to be a better king by listening to what his people really needed. And to think none of that would have happened if Caleb hadn't been so honest and told the truth about what he saw. It's funny, isn't it, how a lot of times if one person tells the truth, the people around them start to see the truth too. And I guess those two weavers who tricked the king did the whole kingdom a favor. Well, now, my friends, it is time to get tucked in. So snuggle under your covers and hug your pillow or your special stuffed friend. Maybe you've already said some prayers, or maybe you say some at different times. For now, 
close your eyes and think kind thoughts about yourself and about other people that you care about. Think about how telling the truth, especially in a kind way, can really help make things better. Have sweet dreams. Good night. Sleep tight.